Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. Greg Harrelson here with the Level Up Podcast, and I've got a long-time relationship that I've had with a vendor. I've got today as a guest, Paul Diaz. Paul has been with, uh, me and Paul got to know each other years and years ago. I don't know. I I say years and years ago. Maybe it's five or six years ago. And when Paul was working and still is working with a company called Bold Leads, and I subscribed to them years ago, and I'm still with them right now. And it's one of our one of one of the sources. It's one of the pillars that I have to generate seller leads. So if you haven't checked out Bold Leads, I'll have some information, you know, below, um, and you can check that out. But Paul, thank you so much for 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 being uh, being with us. And and I know we're yeah. going to have a fantastic conversation about leads. But so Paul Diaz. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are sure. you? I know you're not yeah. in the real estate business, but you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a friend yeah. of the real estate business. Yeah. But, uh, I don't even know where you live. I just yeah. I'm, time zone. Yeah. I'm in, <laughs> well, I'm in Seattle, you know, okay. for, for you. And uh, just give you a little back. I've worked on a couple top real estate teams, one in Washington, one in Hawaii, right? Some okay. mega agents that I worked for. And then I also used to work at Zillow. And then of course I've been with Bold Leads for six years. So okay. it's like, I'm, going on. Uh, but I've been in the lead generation space for a long time and working with agents, working with lenders now. And now I manage the bold lead sales team. So I'm the national sales director in charge of 25 plus uh, sales reps. And so we do that. So yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And I just a little bit of information I didn't know. And I want to share with the audience real quick. You know, I don't have vendors on that often. And the, but the subject matter is so important in today's industry when it comes to leads, especially online leads, how we handle them, how we identify. Um, you know, I thought about bringing Paul onto the podcast because if we think about it, he is probably touching or involved in more lead flow than any real estate agent will ever be involved in. It, it, you know, maybe he's involved from another side, but he's able to see agents managing thousands and thousands of leads. He's also able to see agents mismanaging thousands right. and thousands, yeah. if not millions right. of leads. That's you right. know, and I think that there's a lot of knowledge that you've probably gained over the years and even beyond bold leads into your previous right. experiences that we need to just tap into. Agents need to know this. So yeah. let's, uh, where do you want to start? Because uh, we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about lead conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, I just want to talk, I mean, first of all, I mean, the whole thing about like something I learned from you, Greg, a long time ago, it was having a systematic and organized approach to lead follow-up, right? So you're a top agent, Myrtle Beach, Century 21, you've got a whole team, you know, the Harrelson team. And, and, and the reason you've been so successful, Greg, is because you have a systematic and organized approach to managing leads, right? Sometimes realtors think it's all about charisma, personality, you know, all of the things, but really it's about being organized, isn't it? I mean, so you have to sort of operate as a business manager, managing the leads, managing your book of business, managing your pipeline, managing your team. And I, I think the agents that do that well are the ones that are successful, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree. Yeah, you're right. There, there, There's, 
and, and, and managing it, you don't have to have a, you don't have to be brilliant, right? Right. You just, right. A systematic approach yes. to handling your book of business right. yeah. is going to lead to conversion and profitability. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, I mean, okay. So I've dealt with, like you said, thousands, hundreds of thousands of leads through bold leads, through Zillow. And then I worked on the two real estate teams where I was like a lead manager, right? So we're talking about you know, in you got a CRM filled with, you know, 50,000, 100,000, 150,000 leads that have been generated over a decade or more. And you're trying to manage all of that, right? So you have to have an organized approach uh, into your follow-up, your funnels, your drip campaigns, the how many touches, all of the marketing blasts that you do, everything that, you know, the sequence of events, right? And all the agents need to have accountability into how they're working the leads. But let, let's start first with this. What the heck? What is an internet lead? Because that's sort of like like a, you know, ten years ago, I didn't even know what an internet lead was. I just thought, you know, who knew what Zillow was when it came out, and that it would be this monster in terms of you know selling leads and all the things that that we've now we're buying. We're consumers, right, of leads, and we buy leads from all of these sources, including bold leads and everywhere else. But what is a lead? Well, I wanted to start with just you know what a definition is. It's a consumer. It's a prospect who is interested in your internet marketing value proposition, right? Okay, so I know yeah. it's, it's a consumer, it's a prospect, someone who's interested in your particular internet marketing proposition, AKA it's someone that's clicked on something, you know, that's it. Yeah. I mean, they, right? I mean, it's someone, yeah. it's someone that you or I come across on the internet or they came across us, they clicked on something that we were offering, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's where I think we need to start because I think people make more of it than it. They think it's not a warm referral lead from like someone you go to church with, right? It's not someone that, you know, your mother said, well, you should talk to my son who's a realtor and he'll help you out, right? Call Greg and, and he'll help I you think out. There's a, there's a big distinction here because, you, know, right. you know, I've been in the business for a while. like Okay, yeah, years, for right? sure. Yep. And so I'm trying, as you're describing that, which, yeah. which, wow, I surely agree yeah. with, with yeah. what you said. I mean, I, that, that, that's very good way yeah. to look at it. Right. But I'm trying to think, okay, well, that sounds different than when I first started in the business. Like right. a lead when I first started in the business was a sign call. Right. Was, it, 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 it started with verbal communication. Right. Yeah. Versus sure. virtual communication. There you go. Yep. And there's a difference. There's a big difference, right? Right. And, right. and I think some people are discouraged right. when they get a lead through a virtual online. Right. That yeah. Didn't give them a chance to call to, to talk to them right. verbally. And then all That's of a sudden, sometimes we make a mistake and say, well, they didn't take my call, so they're a right. terrible lead. <laughs> right. No. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to talk about was okay. okay People say good leads, people say bad leads, people say, like, what is a lead? Like, first of all, a lead is amoral, you know, it's not good or bad innately. I mean, it's just, here's what it is. It's contact information, right? You got, okay, so I always break it down to, okay, what, do you have a name? Yes or no? First name, last name, what do you got? Two, do you have a phone number, right? Three, do you have an email, right? Those are the things. So let's say you have a, a name, a phone number, and an email, and, and we call that a lead. That's an inner lead, someone that clicked on something. Okay, well, then what? Well, it's, it provides the opportunity for three things. Number one, uh, it opportunity for a conversation, right? Number one. Number two, it provides an opportunity to build a relationship, right, with the person that you're having a conversation. Number three, it, it provides an opportunity to do future business down the road. So everyone wants to close a deal. Everyone wants to get a commission check. I get it. But it starts with 
picking up the phone, as you mentioned, having a voice-to-voice conversation, getting a hold of that person, having a conversation, building a relationship, and then doing business with that person, right? Does that make sense? So it's, yeah. it's you have to back up to what do I got? I got, a, I got a name, I got an email, I got a phone number. I don't care if you got that name, email, phone number, what company you got it from, where on the internet it came from, you call, 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 you have that voice to voice, then you get a chance at a conversation, a relationship, and then future business. Because I, you know, and that's one of the things we'll talk about later. What, what, what is real estate anyways? It's relational. It's not transactional, right? It's relational. It's not transactional. Any, you know, that's a little bit about that, right? Yeah, that, that, that's solid. You know, and I think I'm glad we're starting off with um, making sure we, we, we just, we acknowledge what a lead is. Right. You yeah. know, and, and, and um, you know, let's just say bold leads. Okay. Bold leads. Yeah. Gives me sure. lead. yep. Okay. Well, I mean, really you're, I mean, I, I like to even like, I'm trying to figure out like the word lead. If I right. would add anything, <laughs> right. I would say like, I don't even know if a lead can be, if anything can be labeled a lead until there's a conversation, I, I I look at it when somebody gives me a notification that here's this this person's um, uh, contact information. Yeah. I look at it as okay, they've identified a potential lead. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now I then call them. Right. Yeah. And of then I then kind of after that conversation, yeah. I figure out whether or not they're a real lead. Now, I or what they're, or what they're, I think they're, go ahead. Say, what it's a time. It's a, well, you taught me a while ago. It's all about establishing a timeline. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? I mean, it, yeah. it's not, everyone's going to transact within seven years. Everyone's going to buy or sell their property. It's just a matter of figuring out art. You got to work closer to the money. So what you have to do is figure out, are they one to three months? Are they three to six months? Are they six to 12 months? And a, a long time ago, you told me, remember, you said, whatever they say their time frame is, we're going to cut that in half anyways. You know? <laughs> yeah, so if they, if they say they're six months down the road, you're going to start following up pretty aggressively at month three, knowing that they may say six months, they might do something in month three, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so establish a timeline because everyone's a lead, as you mentioned. Everyone is a lead. It's just when are they going to transact? And yeah, that's every, what you every about. property will be sold. Oh yeah, of course. Multiple no times. It's, is it going to yeah. be before death or after death? Yeah, right. And every it's, property does. Sell. Right. Absolutely. That's right. So okay. So once okay. So we get these leads. We get these leads coming from everywhere, and they're hitting us, and we're going, "What the heck?" And and sometimes we have unrealistic expectations because we think it's going to close the minute I call, and that's not right. So the first thing we have to do is this: we got to make a connection. Okay. So so that's the first thing is. I, when we talk about the starting point of making a connection, um, I think a lot of realtors, agents, they go, well, what do I do? Like, what do I say on the phone? And, and I think they come in too aggressive, honestly. They come in really hot. And I was an ISA, so I would call leads, set appointments. And I knew if I just came right out guns blazing, like, are you listing your home? Or what's like, when, when are you listing your home? You know, I got, a, I got a, a note that says here that you're listing your home, you're selling. What's your timeline? We'd love, we want to list it. That's way too hot, right? That's coming in and they might shut you down before you had a chance to even, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we want the conversation to last like five minutes, not five seconds. And if they shut you down in five seconds, there's something wrong with your approach, okay? There's something wrong with your approach to that call. So I, I've outlined a couple of uh, connection points that I think, you know, because remember, it, it's not, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So, so keep that in mind as a, a rule of life. But number one, it's this, is, is ask great questions, right? So that's the starting point for any script. I don't care, any industry, any script, you have to discover, right? 
what it, who, who you're talking to, what they're about, ask great questions. That's where it starts. Does that make sense? So I don't, I don't know, you know, if, you know, that might be something we want to time out right there. But I mean, when I say a good question, I'm talking about open-ended questions, you know, that can't be answered yes or no. Questions that are showing interest, like you're, you're valuable. Hey, Greg, tell me about your business, you know? Hey, Greg, I, you've been in Myrtle Beach a long time. How long have you been a realtor, right? Hey, Greg, you know what? This is great. You're interested in this investment property. Do you have other investment properties? I mean, how, how, many, how long have you been investing, you know? Hey, hey, by the way, I noticed you were interested in this particular house. You know, uh, is that the only house that you're interested in? Or are there others that you're interested in as well? Hey, by the way, you know, I noticed that you had mentioned that maybe down the road you're thinking about selling. Let me ask you this. What's your current situation? You know, tell me what's going on in your life. Um, you know, that type of thing. You know, tell me about your house. What have you done? Have you made any upgrades? Have you made any improvements? And, and, and all the while you're asking questions and again, leading them down the road of conversation, building a relationship, and then looking for that and, opportunity. And that ties into, you yeah. said, real estate is relational, not right. That's right. That's right. right? That's and right. so you are all kind of like, those are going to stimulate, like any one of those questions I could have answered. Right. You know, right. actually, I, I've been living here for 15 years. I moved right. here from Atlanta. Right. You know, I mean, it could have just went into some personal things. And, all the and things. I guess uh, I would imagine the, the your, your ability to build rapport is much right. higher in these types of dialogues than if you're actually yeah. just thinking, well, tell me what it is, how much you want to spend? Right. And what Trans is your time frame? Yes. And have you right. talked to the bank? What right. are you qualified for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's all about that relationship and that rapport. So now the first thing is is ask great questions. Okay. So if we're coming up with outlines like ask great question, ask great question. Number two, I would say come from curiosity. Right. That's the, that's the biggest script that I that I know is come from curiosity. It's like your your whole approach is Hey, Greg, so you said you came from Atlanta 15 years ago, right? Well, I mean, what, what brought you to Myrtle Beach? Like, why, you know, what happened there? You know, and that's, that's a story. There's a story behind that coming from, hey, I'm curious, Greg, you know, I've heard great things about Myrtle Beach. What do you love about it the most? Right. You see what I did there? It's kind of like just a, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, you, could, you could like I'm curious and then fill in the blank. Yeah. Will be a yeah. very effective approach. Oh my gosh. It's like, hey, Greg, I one time I was listening to a real estate rock stars podcast. You were talking about climbing, you know, and how you climb a big mountain. Tell me about that. Are you a big climber? You know, that type of stuff, right? Curiosity. I'm curious. Hey, Greg, you know, I know you stay pretty fit. You're a fit guy. Like, like, what's your workout routine? I mean, you running much? I mean, you 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 ever done a marathon? Great. Tell me about your work. Tell me about your fitness, right? Right? Yeah. It could be anything, right? It's like, hey, you know, you, I, gosh, you had mentioned something a while back about, you know, crypto. You know, what, what cryptos are you investing in these days? You know, do you buy Bitcoin when it was yeah. <laughs> less money or what? Okay. So there you go. All right. Come from curiosity. Ask great questions. Come from curiosity. Number three, practice active listening. So when I, when I talk to the reps, I said, you know what, active listening, it's, it's, it's not just hearing, it's listening, repeating back to them what they said. So Greg, what I understand is that you've been in Myrtle Beach for 15 years. Is that what you said? Yes. Right. And then you came from Atlanta, right? Isn't that what you said? Yes. That, yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. And then you run a real estate team there, you said earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have a podcast. It's a level up. It's level up podcast, right? You're reaching yeah. out. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these are the things that I've heard you say. See, I just repeated four things that you had already told me and I repeated it back to you and I got agreement, right? Yeah. I got agreement. And then people feel heard, yeah. you know, and I, I, gosh, you know what? It's the number one thing people don't feel like no one listens to me. No one hears me. 
No one, you know, and, and that's the, that's the issue. People are out there. They're feeling like an Island. They're, they're isolated. They don't feel listened to. They don't feel hurt. So when you come in, you know, with curiosity, asking great questions, and then next thing you know, you're, you're repeating back to them. Oh, I heard you say that, you know, your daughter, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. All right. I called uh, a lead one time and this couple was like, gosh, Paul, you know, I, we don't even have time to talk right now. They were just going to shut me down right out of the gate. They're just like, listen, we don't have time to deal with this. I said, oh, really? What, what's going on? <laughs> and they said, well, our daughter's getting married. We're so busy. We're slammed. We, everything is about that. We cannot deal with it. Just we got to go. Bye-bye. Well, what do you think I did with that? I never called them again? No, heck no. I, I made a note that their daughter's getting married. And I made a note to follow up with them. And, and I think I might have said right before the end, because, oh, by the way, oh, when is that wedding anyways? It's, oh, it's in the summer, like June. Okay, great. Well, I had my notes. So when I followed up after the wedding was blown over a week after, I said, hey, you know, uh, Tiffany, how are you? Great. Hey, and let me ask you a question. How'd the wedding go? You know? And that was it. That was it. She goes, oh, my gosh, you remembered. It was so great. And then she wanted to talk to me for 20 minutes about the wedding. And then at the end of that, you know what I did? I said, well, gosh, now, now that you had other daughters or no, this was it. Okay, well, now you guys are like empty nests, right? You said, yeah, that's the thing. Our house is too big. I said, great. Well, listen, why have you thought about downsizing? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Now that the wedding's over, we want to downsize. Great. Well, we can be happy to come look at it, set an appointment. Let's think about listing that house, right? See? And it all started with, with someone trying to hang up on me about a wedding. And I said, okay, make note, active listening like hear what they're saying and then follow up with them accordingly. Does that make, it make sense? That's, that, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think some points is number right. one, massive uh, techniques are great techniques for building rapport. But right. I, I think we can't emphasize enough on the, the importance of being heard. Right. There. Because yeah. I'm going to take it a little step further and say, yeah, look, sure. yeah people don't feel heard in their relationships with their husbands and wives. Right, true. They don't feel heard in their relationships with their friends, right. their children, their right. boss, their co-workers. Right. Like the, the, there, there's a lot of disappointment in the area of the conversation around right. being heard. You actually, with these techniques, you may be the only person that day that right. they feel heard them they don't, they like to be around that person. And, yep. and, and so, you know, this is a, this is actually a much deeper communication strategy right. and technique yeah. than probably a lot of people are thinking, but this is really, really good. Well, when you talk deeper, let's talk deeper for a second. Gosh, we've been in the middle of this pandemic, right? And you've got with issues of COVID, there's a lot of touchy things. Husband lost their job. You know, wife uh, uncertain about the future, right? People are insecure. They got to sell their investment property in Myrtle Beach because, you know, we can't hold on to two properties anymore, right? Or we, you know, now we need to liquidate. Now we're uncertain. Who knows what it is, right? So it all of a sudden, the conversation has to go a little deeper than just transactional into what's going on in your life, Greg? And, and how may I be someone that maybe could help you with what's going on and, and, and take the next step, whatever the next right step is for you, I'm going to help you take it. Okay. So that is deep. That is deeper. And I think it's, it, it's a lot more exploration and that call again needs to last more than like five minutes, not five seconds, because you've got to ask the right questions. And then the final thing is the, the, I said the number one script was, I mean, it, this is the number one script. I keep saying this, but tell me more is the number one script. It's like, 
all right, tell, I heard you say, now tell me more about that, right? Then it's like, okay, tell me more about that. Tell me more. If someone said, hey, what's one thing I can do? Like if an agent was asking you, Greg, like, I want to make more appointments. I want to do more business. What can I do? Practice saying, tell me more on the phone. Just at, at the end of everything, they say, well, you know what? Tell me more about that. And, and you know, this, this realtor in Hawaii, you know, this awesome real estate team in Hawaii, um, they, taught, they taught me that because, you know, after every single thing, they're just very humble. And they say, you know, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. You know, um, you know, one of the things there was a team in, uh, you know, out of Fargo, North Dakota and, you know, Hatch, those guys out there. And they, they, they come at their inside sales agents. They call them inside service agents. And they really approach it from a relational aspect. And, and they say, you know, how can we serve you? What can we do to help you? Right. That's language that we're not, we're not, we're business people and we're used to transactions but coming at it from a perspective of how can we help? How can we serve you? What are your needs? How can we possibly work to, to meet those needs? What is it that we can care about you? And then the business is going to follow, right? Don't you agree? I mean, that's, yeah. that's yeah, going to happen. You know, it's yeah. like when you say, when you're saying, I'm curious, yeah. you need to actually be curious. Right. You know, yep. when you say, you know, how can I help you? Right. You need to really come from a place of wanting to serve them. Wanting, yes. Yeah. So it's not just words, right, Paul? It's not right. just words. It, no. Part of this is a being also. If you if you match your your emotions with your words, then it's going to come across authentic. Genuine. Yep. Authentic. Genuine. They are going to want to deal with you. They're going to want to deal with you. You're exactly. Even more so than if you're the number one, the top, you have the pedigree, the resume, they would much rather be heard, understood and cared about because they believe in you. They're like, Hey, Greg's a great guy. Like I really, man, that was a great phone call. I feel he like, he really heard me and I want to do business with him. Okay. So, okay. So now in sales, so I manage this sales team um, bold leads. We're, we're going to do like 55 million this year. So there's all this pressure. You have quotas and it, Zillow was the same way. It's just grind, grind, grind. We make calls, we make dials, we close deals. Right. And it, and, and in, in sales, it, it, a lot of it's about the one call close. Okay. In real estate, you got to step back because one call close is I don't know you. And now from the point when I don't know you and I call you, and then by the end of that conversation, I've got a credit card. And I'm ready to charge, you know, a, a monthly subscription, which by the way, it's fine. It's, it's, that's what we do. It's, it's worth it. That's how the sale make go. But in real estate, I want you to think of it differently. Instead of a one call close, watch this now, it's a one call open. Okay. You see, so it's, a, it's now, let me explain. Let me explain. It's because people, I heard one time, uh, Diane Kokoska, she's Keller Williams, the founder of maps coaching, you know, that whole thing. So she said, Open up their hearts, open up their minds, and open up their wallets. You know, and that was that was she. But the way she says it doesn't sound kind of like you know, salesman. But she really kind of sounds sweet. But open up their hearts, open up their minds, and and open up their wallets. And and I what I took from that when I heard it was like one word, open. Okay, so I it right then I realized it's not about a one call close. It's about a one call open. Okay. So we teach our reps, we teach our agents. We say, look it, when you call, open up the conversation, open up the relationship. You're, this is day one of the future relationship. This is not the end. This is the beginning. This is the start of the journey of, I know you, you know, me, we work together down the road, right? So we open up there. So how do you open up? Ask open-ended questions, right? 
So, so it's the start of something great when you call and pick up that phone. So I, I'm so eager when I make phone calls, prospecting, making dials. It, I'm eager because I'm opening up, starting all these relationships, right? And I'm going to nurture those relationships down the road until they convert. And I'm going to stay top of mind so that when they think of a realtor, they think of me. When they think of someone they want to do business with, they're thinking of me, right? And it may not be now or next month or the month after, but the month after that it might be, or it might be a year from the road or two years from the road. And guess what? And when they think of you, they think of, I, that's someone I want to work with, you know? And I, I, oh man, I never forgot one more thing on that. And then I'll let you, you know, I, I never forgot one time when I was prospecting seller leads uh, for this Hawaii team. And I came across uh, a guy that said, he knew me by name because I called him so many times. I said, oh, Paul, it's so good to hear from you. And I said, tell me about your situation. Any updates? What's happening? And he's like, oh, gosh, Paul, you know, I wish we were doing something. <laughs> he, he was apologetic that he wasn't doing something. I said, that's all right. I mean, it's no, I was just, you know, checking and how's everything else. He would listen. I, 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 I think about you guys off. I said, let me ask you a question. I'm not saying you are doing something, but if you were to do something, would you work with us? Would you work with our team? He goes, oh my gosh, he, I would write a review for you guys. we have never done business with him. And he was ready to write a review saying, I would work with you. In fact, he goes, you know what? In fact, I told my friends the other day, they were looking for a realtor team. I said, call these guys, right? So here we got a guy referring us who never did business with us. Does that make sense? So that, that's where you can become a, they can become a raving fan just from your phone conversations, just from prospecting. And I've had the same thing happen in bold lead sales over the years where they, you get to know them. They've never bought from you, but they really like you. And eventually they will buy. Does that oh, make sense? One, yeah. yeah. One time yeah. I had this, this um, older gentleman call yeah. and he says, yeah, I have a home over here and I'd like to meet with you. I, I want to come into your office. And I started, you know, asking some questions and he didn't give me much information. I want to come into your office and talk with you. Okay. And he was an older gentleman. Yeah, right. I probably said yes to him, but if it was someone else, I might not have said yes. I might have right. like, tell me a little bit yeah. more about what we're going to sure. be talking about. Yeah. But for some right. reason, I said yes, and I met yeah. him in the office. And he and he said to me, he says, "Greg, I've had a discussion with my wife. First of all, right. I'm never selling my home, but I've had a discussion with my wife, right. and I told her if I die before she does." Right. You are our realtor. <laughs> because I told her that, I felt like I needed to at least meet you face to face. Right. Yeah. And that's crazy. That was, yeah. That was that's it. it. That's it. Like, yeah. It, 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 you're, you're our guy. That was like a, that was an interesting moment in my career because I was like, okay, I need to reflect on this. Right. And figure out how in the world did I create that? Because I need to do that more. So I, I'm with you and I'm, that, I'm a believer in what you're sharing with us right now. It, Paul. Great, great job. Great oh job. yeah. It's unbelievable. The kind of pe people will get attached even through emails, you know, yeah. because I had a, an agent get a, a bold leads listing and she, they came to her and they said, Hey, we're ready to list our home. She goes, she, have we talked? Like she had no idea. Like where, where, how did you get my information? And this gal was in New Jersey and she said, well, you've been sending us emails for two years. And, and we just figured, you, you know, you're so consistent with the emails, you know, you'd be a great realtor to work with. Well, so she untracked the lead, the bold leads. She, these people were on a drip for two years. She had never actually made a voice to voice, but they had got consistent emails. That's part of the automated nurturing tools that we all have to use now with automated text, automated emails, bomb bomb videos, things that are going out because 
you never know that someone's tracking with all that stuff. They're getting your monthly updates from Harrelson team. They're getting the, you know, just listed, just sold. They're getting the, all of the drips and all of the touches and all of the things. And it all combines to, they have rapport with you. Like Greg's our guy, right? Greg's our guy. And they don't even know you yet personally, but you are their guy and they want to work with you. And they trust you so much that even when they call you, obviously you're going to just say, Hey, great. I, let me put you in touch with one of my people. And that's great. If Greg, if you said this is your guy, let's go. And they'll work with someone else just because you recommended it. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And that's the rapport. And that's where, you know, it all comes to play. And I had one guy, now that I mentioned it, there's a guy in Chicago, Berkshire Hathaway agent, who's been doing this for, oh my gosh. I mean, he told me he's been a realtor for 30 years. So he knows the stuff, but he had a call the other day on one of his leads that said, Hey, um, I, we're ready to list. And he, he, he had never talked to the guy. So he said, what, well, you know, ref, refresh my memory. He goes, well, listen, you sent me a, a CMA back in 06. <laughs> and then everything went, we were going to list. I had it on my desk and everything went out. It was just the whole world went crazy. Right. I remember 06, 07. <laughs> and he goes, and I kept it in my desk drawer all these years. And so now here we are 2021 or to, this happened in 2020, actually, last summer. And this guy, Dan, says the guy kept his CMA all those years. And now he's now he's ready. Was it 15 years later? This guy's ready to list. Thank God he didn't change his phone number. You know what I mean? Never change your phone number if you're a realtor. Never. Ever. Yeah. yeah no so, doubt. Anyway. Well, so that's. Probably, I yeah. know we got a few. We, we, yeah. Know, we got a little yeah. bit of time. But what, For what sure. else we got? Because this is just. Well, Okay. I got, I got this one thing I've been thinking about and it's this statistic. Okay. So roll with me on this. Tell me if you agree with this. Okay. I, I read a statistic that said 95% of an agent will call agents call a lead right away. Okay. So speed to lead. It was like ingrained. It's like early on when I was at Zillow and I would tell these agents speed to lead, speed to lead. Right. And now we actually, we, we do bold mortgage. We work with lenders and there's these lenders that are, they're on dialers. They're just calling out. It's all speed. Right. But do you realize that 95% of agents will follow up the first time? And then I read a statistic that after the second follow-up, only 66% remain in the game. After the third follow-up, only 33% remain. You're losing a third of the agents every time. By the fourth follow-up, after the fourth follow-up, only 5%, Greg, 5% of realtors remain. So, so let's, let's unpack that statistic. Nine out of 10 agents are willing to make the first call. It flip-flops to where only nine out of 10 agents after the fourth call are like, I'm out. I, it's, I got better things to do than call that lead for the fourth time. You see? And that's where guys like you have been successful in the industry. It's the long staying power, the nurture. You, you've been great over the years because of the consistency. The top agents know it's not about the first, second, third, fourth. It might take you, you know, 20 calls. It so might take you two years. statistics out there that says, Paul, that um, – that, and I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, so I'm not quoting it verbatim, but I'm right. in the right range for, to, to make the point that uh, practically 70% of the business that we'll ever do will not actually occur until after around the seventh to eighth call. Yeah, there you go, right and, there. And, and so what I've always noticed is the statistics that you just shared, there's a second story and, and, and that, right. that majority of the sales are made after, say, the right. Eighth call, right? So there's a gap. 
the people that actually quit at call four or five. Right, right. And there's the consumer that don't right. actually start until call seven or that's eight. That's right. Yeah. And they so don't even like, know you. Okay. That, that, yeah. That's why you see some people doing so much business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Their system set up. That's it. Yeah. And, and no matter what, uh, by the way, when you get a hold of an internet lead, since we started with that conversation about internet leads, all you have is your word on the phone. And you have nothing else. They don't know you. They're not loyal to you. They'll go just down the road and find someone else just as easily as they found you, right? And so this is what I always tell is like credibility is key in the early stages. So do whatever you say you're going to do. You tell them you're going to put together a list of homes under 300, put together a list of homes. You, they want a condo on the beach, put together the list. You know, realtors sometimes, I mean, I hate to say this, they get lazy. They say, oh, yeah, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. They never do it. Yes. You say, yeah. you say you're going to send a follow-up email, send a follow-up email. You, you say that you're, you're going to put them in touch with a lender to help get them pre-approved, put them in touch with a lender. That day, that same day when you hang up the call, send the follow-up email, CC the lender, CC, great meeting with you, great talking with you. Here's the contact. Let's get you going. Whatever you say you're going to do, you say you're going to put together a CMA. Yeah, it's going to take some work. Put it together. No strings attached. Because that is the first step of your relationship. Every relationship is based on trust. You tell a guy, hey, let's go work out. And then he never shows up at the gym. What are you going to do? You yeah. tell someone, hey, you meet someone on, you know, to buy something. All the transactions is based on trust. Everything we do every day, the internet leads, make no mistake. It is a relationship. It's a brand new relationship, but they're weighing you and, and measuring and checking you to see, are you credible? Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? And if you do that, that's going to set you apart from every other realtor. Who doesn't do it? Make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, I right. can imagine how many people say, oh, I'm going to, okay, I'll send you this. Right. That's happening. Then you get busy and you don't send it. Well, then, right. then when you don't send it, it makes it hard to do right. a follow-up call. Yeah. Because you already know you're out of integrity. Right, so right. So not only do does not sending it send a, a message right. Right. that you're not, you're not doing what you say you're going to yeah. do. But then it also keeps you from actually wanting to make another call. So then you don't continue yeah. to follow up. And oh then it's there and you either. And then it's awkward. Yeah. Then you start feeling bad. Like I can't talk to them because I never did what I said. Well, by the way, um, you know how agents sometimes judge a lead too, by the way, because I, I learned this a long time ago where, you know, it's like, oh man, if it's under 200, I don't want it, you know, or that type of thing. Right. And they're just like saying, hey, and I'll never forget the time when there was a realtor in the office, one of the offices I was working at that took the time. Someone said, I really want information about this property. I'm really curious about this aspect. Like, could you really find out? And they went out and lo and behold, they did all the research and they came back and said, this is it. I looked at it. They went above and beyond. And the guy, the guy goes, well, you know what? That's so great. And yeah, I do want, you know, they went, you went ahead and bought that one, but he said, and I want to buy 20 other investment properties just the same. So it wasn't just a, a low budget, you know, lead. It was a investor who wanted to buy 20 other properties. Yes. Right. And, and people, when they judge a lead, especially internet, they think, oh, this is out of my, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to, this is not credible. I only want a, a half a million and up. Don't give me anything that's under 200. I don't want it. Right. And they've judged that lead. And so I say, don't judge a lead. Okay. So if we have time, the last thing I wanted to do, if you have time, I want to talk about overcoming objections just real quick, because this is me over the years. It's like, gosh, and, and watch this now. All right. So I've been talking about going deeper in, in, in sales. You get rejected. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, you get, you get, you have to develop some thick skin. But the problem is, is we all want them to say yes. Okay, so roll with me on this. Okay, I call you up. 
I'm making a proposition for whatever it is. I want you to say yes. I want you to say yes. I, you need to say yes. Then you say no. Okay, whatever that looks like, you say no. And then I get my feelings hurt, you know, right? And, and honestly, I don't know how else to explain it. But what basically, at that point, I kind of shut down and then I let them off the phone. Like, okay, no problem. Okay, well, I, yeah, okay, no problem. Okay, well, thanks anyways. Or, oh, you know, sorry to bother you, right? And they, then immediately as I, I was so excited to call them because it might be a possibility, I'm just as excited to, to like leave them and just say, forget it. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I'm sorry to bother you, okay? So that's the, the starting point of, overcoming objections is realize that when they say no you can't give up that's the start you can't give up so when you call a lead and they tell you they brush off they say well we're not doing anything or oh no we just click i'm not even sure what we clicked on or you know um oh yeah no we're definitely not really you know or oh we already have a realtor wh whatever i mean i mean that's a touchy one but basically you have to unpack that stuff like well what do you mean you know what what does that mean and oh okay well that's great that you said that but and then so this is what I've learned is when we feel like they told us no, like just with humans, we get our feelings hurt, we get rejected, we want to run away, we get surprised, we get disappointed, we get embarrassed, we're unprepared, we get angry sometimes, we get sad, we we're like the run the gamut of emotions, the pain we feel because we're not prepared for a no. And so what I tell sales reps, what I tell realtors, what I tell anyone who's calling leads, you call expecting the no. And as you anticipate the no, and as soon as they tell you a no, you already know where you're going to go after they told you no. So you're prepared for the no. You're expecting the no. When it comes, that's the objection. You go right beyond and say, oh, tell me more about that. Oh, by the way, oh, okay, you said it's not a good time. Tell me about your situation. Why isn't it a good time? Oh, okay, you said you can't really, your credit's not good. Have, when was the last time you looked into it? Did you actually get a score? What was your score, by the way? They tell you, oh, no, you're not, you know, we, we can't sell because uh, of all, there's a bunch of things. Well, what are those things? You see? So they told you no, and you went beyond the no because you were expecting the no, and you maintained control, control of the conversation. And, and by the way, who's the person in control of the conversation? The person that's asking the most questions. So you say to them as soon as they say, oh, that's great. Hey, let me ask you a question. Boom. You ask them a question. And then you maintain control, you maintain composure, you don't get your feelings hurt, you don't feel rejected, and then you move on, and then you extend that conversation, and then you end up down the road, you immediately, not only do you anticipate the no, you expect it, you ask them a question right afterwards, and then, and you know, I heard this quote from Jordan Belfort once, that basically in straight line persuasion, he talks, and I love that stuff, but he basically said, you know, persuading is all about overcoming the obstacles that prevent them from taking action that they should be taking. So these obstacles that prevent them from doing what they should do, you see those obstacles, you help them overcome those obstacles, and that's persuasion. That's, that's persuade you. Keep that conversation on the straight line, overcome the obstacles. So that's pretty much it. And then the last thing, you know, I gosh, when – have you ever heard this SW, SW, SW? Uh -uh. No, you haven't? I don't think I have. Oh my gosh, for all the years. I'm about, this is good. You're going to teach me you, something right now. Your next sales training meeting with all of your people, Greg. Just walk up there, right there on the Zoom or whatever, say SW, SW, SW. And then just like pause. Everyone's like, what the heck is he? Is he what is happening with Greg? <laughs> He's not as sharp. This guy's not as sharp as he used to be. And leave him hanging. No, some will, some won't. So what? 
Oh, come on. Come on. I've so, never come on. Are no, you serious? I promise you. Some no. will, some won't. So what? Right? Thick skin. When you're prospecting in sales, anything, some will, some won't. So what? That's it. SWSW. You put that on a note card right uh -huh. by where you're making your phone call. So yeah. that's, that's all I got. I don't know. You know, that's, that's what well, you well, all you got's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. That's all right. Well, what, man, I, I really, uh, I, I appreciate you being a guest. Again, yeah, for I, sure. I don't put, uh, you know, it's usually real estate agents and whatnot, but right. I, I just know that your, your wealth of knowledge based on your experience is right. so valuable. So thank you for that. And again, yeah. everybody, this is Paul Diaz from, from Bold Leads. And I'm going to put some information, you know, below. Um, if you, if you want to learn more about Bold Leads, I'll make sure that I give you some information on it. And, and yes, if you're asking, if I use them, yes, I have been a paying customer of, of them for years. So uh, just let you know. Um, Paul, thank you again, man. Lots okay. of um, And I'm sure we'll do some of this stuff again. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Okay, we'll see you, Greg. Thanks a lot.